Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, edtech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Digital Learning Today, episode number four. Thank you guys so much for showing up today. I have a fantastic show. Today, we're talking about a subject I don't think in 13 years of podcasting I've ever touched, which is why I'm excited. Today, we're going to be talking about how you and your school district can support students who are applying for college. Now, you might be asking yourself, what does that have to do with digital learning? Well, my guests today have come up with a plan and a way to do that, and they have a pretty awesome story. So stick around today. We've got a lot of great stuff happening. Directly affects the students that you are working with. It could even affect the students that you have at home. So check out all the great stuff here that's going on. Um, first of all, there's a lot of new stuff happening over on TeacherCast. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, we actually revamped TeacherCast a few weeks ago while we were at the FETC conference, spending a lot of time putting stuff up, revamping, rebranding, recoloring, brand new website experience. If you haven't had a chance to check out the brand new TeacherCast.net, please check it out today. Now, I mentioned earlier that I started to do these changes to TeacherCast while I was at FETC. And while I was at FETC, I had an opportunity on that Monday to hang out at the startup area. And they actually invited me to uh, meet with a number of startups, tech startups, and uh, really, you know, kind of be one of those, uh, I hate the word experts, but you know, they, they brought us in to, ask, to answer a bunch of questions that business entrepreneurs had. And one of the people who I happened to meet there was Sophie Smith. And I was absolutely taken back by not only how amazing she was, how how just the, the vision that she has for helping out students today was absolutely amazing. We had an opportunity to, to sit down, talk a little bit about it. And the first thing I said was, how can I get you on the show to share your story? I am excited that she's on the show today. I want to bring on Miss Sophie, Sophie Smith. Sophie, how are you today? Welcome to TeacherCast. Thank you, Jeff. We're excited to be here. I am so excited that you are here today. First of all, how are you doing? How has everything been since we first met in Florida? Yeah, it's been good. Leah and I are sleeping a little bit <laughs> um, and working a lot, but it's been really exciting. Things have been accelerating quickly as it happens with startups. We mm -hmm. are growing our team and building out our office and, you know, meeting people in Austin and Austin's been a great place to build an ed tech startup. So it's been great. So let, let's introduce a, a little bit about your background here. Uh, you are the CEO of a company called College Contact, correct? That is correct. And, and you got this idea while you were in college yourself. Talk to us a little bit about how that happened and, and what is College Contact? Yeah, so College Contact, we're building a college and career readiness platform 
that matches high school students to currently enrolled undergraduates across the country. So what we really believe in is this near peer model where students who are in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th and 12th can get matched to a college student across the country that meets certain preferences. So we like to use the example, if a student's growing up in Miami, Florida and wants to study aerospace engineering and go to UF, maybe they come from a first generation background, we will match them to a UF student that is studying aerospace engineering. Maybe they're even from Miami and also first gen. So we figured out a model to really create these tight-knit matches between students and older peers to help guide them through the application process, get them ready for college and their career. Now, you're going to have to forgive me. I, I'm going to show my age here for a second, because when I applied for college, it was 19. <clears throat> and I would imagine that things have changed since way back then. Give us a little bit of an overview for, for those who are not familiar. What does the college admissions process look like in 2024? Yeah, it's actually a, a pretty newsworthy topic right now. There's a lot going on in the space. Um, we're seeing drastic changes in the industry, um, especially around SAT, ACT, with that kind of getting shut down due to COVID. Um, now it's coming, making a wave back. We saw the Supreme Court ruling. Um, recently, that has really shifted things, especially for students um, in low-income, minority communities, and even first-gen. So we're seeing a lot of different changes. The biggest one and the most recent one has to do with this FAFSA application, which is um, they recently, the Department of Education recently tried to revamp the form. Um, and because, as we know, certain things in government take a little bit longer um, it's when it comes to technology, they've had some issues with the tech behind the form. And so the rollout of that and then submitting those actual um, that data to the colleges has been delayed. So students are now waiting on their financial aid information and it's slowly pushing back the deadline for when students need to make a decision on where they actually want to go. So it's been interesting. We've been really working with a lot of parents this year, um, as well as students to kind of help them navigate all these shifts and changes, but it's been really awesome. And it's been a really strong year for near peer college advising with everything going on. I think that the state of stress has been accelerated for high schoolers across the country. And so having someone relatable um, that speaks their language quite literally Gen Z, we tend to have a different language than um, other generations. So, you know, working with them one-on-one, -on -one, it's been really great. And so you are creating a system where a student can get help with their futures. And kind of poetically, you also have somebody standing next to you right now helping you with your company and your future. Uh, introduce our guest here. Tell us who you brought with us today. So I brought Leah, Leah Guzman. She is a friend from college. We actually met <laughs> through our sorority at UVA in our first year. Um, it's funny at UVA, you know, there's so many students and there's a lot of in-state and out-of-state. And it's we like to joke that a lot of the out-of-state students like to band together. Um, so 
became close friends pretty quickly. I actually brought Leah on to be one of our college mentors very early on, and I'm sure she'd love to talk about that. Um, we worked together for three years, and then in our final year at UVA, we actually I actually asked her to be my co-founder, and she gave up a pretty big job to do this full-time with me, and the rest is kind of history. We moved into a house together. We're living together in Austin. Um, we're building a team together and working 24-7 on college contact, so she's awesome. Welcome, Leah, to the show. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm super excited to get to talk about all these great things with you and Sophie. Um, all really exciting stuff. So let's just kind of pick up that story. There you are doing your thing and Sophie comes to you and says, are you interested? What was your first thought? What was, uh, what was running through your mind and, and, and how did you get on this journey with her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started during the pandemic. I came on as a mentor. Um, I've always really liked doing tutoring and working with younger students. So I thought this would be a really fun job um, and make a little bit of extra money. Like most of our current mentors um, was obviously also on my brain. So um, I joined as a mentor in 2021, I think. Um, and then last year of college when Sophie was looking for someone to help her explore scaling it and taking it beyond um, beyond college, I was like, cool, like I'll help you look into it. And like, we'll do some competitions at UVA and see what we can do. And then we were winning all of them and we're sitting in a, in a little room in the comm school. And she's like, just, just so you know, like, you don't have to give up your consulting job. Like, I don't want you to feel pressured. And I was like, no, I don't feel pressured, but like, I think, I think I want to, I think I want to go full time with you on this. And I don't know, it's been really great to just get to work. It's a hard job that we're doing, you know, being a founder, especially right out of college, but to get to do it with a close friend and, someone who's as equally, you know, mission driven and passionate about helping more students and reaching more students. Um, it's really amazing and such a great opportunity that I'm, I'm so lucky to, um, to have. Now for anybody who's looking to learn a little bit more, uh, the website is yourcollegecontact.com. Of course, we're going to have all the links to their socials, their websites, uh, backgrounds and stuff over here in our show notes for digital learning today. But Sophie, take us through that first couple uh, steps on the road here. You have the idea, you have the concept, you, you're winning some competitions. How do you go from it's an idea to, oh, we're doing this? Yeah, it's, it's really funny because Leah and I are very lucky in the fact that the students have really driven the, pro the process for us a lot of the way. So how the company was actually started was, we like to say it's a happy little accident. A video was posted on TikTok and it kind of went viral. We had thousands of students reaching out to us um, to get more help. They were so stressed out. Their parents were extremely stressed. Um, and there's so many gaps in this market that a lot of, um, you know, companies are struggling with filling and school districts are overloaded. Counselors are only get 10 minutes a year with their students because the ratios are 400 to one. And with the advent of technology, I think a lot of students were really just desperate and reaching out on a social media app to us. And so with that 
huge wait list of students we had in the very early days, we kind of just went down the wait list and started helping students out, bringing more of our mentors on and really sitting and listening to the students and listening to their pain points. What are what isn't working? How can we better help you? Um, is is the online meetings working well? You know, are there other services we can offer? We started working on financial aid help. And at this point, you know, we've helped nearly 2,500 students or a little bit over that. And just listening and getting feedback from them has really driven how we're building this new product, how we're marketing ourselves to school districts, how which conferences we go to, because we take that feedback from students and then we really use that to to our advantage and, and use that to market ourselves. So how does that work, right? A, a high school student or a high school family uh, reaches out at, we're at yourcollegecontact.com. Do they reach out to you? Do they reach out to uh, 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 people on your staff? Like, who do they talk to? How do I know if I'm a parent that I'm reaching out and I'm getting somebody who's qualified? Like, how does all that process work? And how do I know that the people that I'm talking to are going to help and support my, my, my child? Yeah, great question. So majority of our students actually on the on the direct to consumer side and not on the school district side, they find us on our TikTok page. Um, we were smart in that we went and met our consumer where they are, right? So most of this generation's on TikTok, they're scrolling all day. And so what we really like to do is post videos that is helpful content, entertaining content that relates around de-stressing the college application process. So typically students themselves find us on TikTok and then they um, there's a link in our bio and they typically text us um, and then they'll text with us a little bit and then we'll get them on the phone and get them set up with one of our mentors. Um, parents like to call us. A lot of parents have my phone number. Um, we have our email up on our website. All of our stuff goes to Leah or I. Um, so there's we're a very small lean team so not being sent to any robots um and then on the mentor side we have a vast network now of 100 plus i think it's close to 120 now mentors across the country these are college students um, from everywhere every walk of life every kind of background you can imagine they speak 15 different languages um and so they also have students reach out to them and then they will um, work with them one-on-one. -on -one. But what's really been interesting is this matching system, like I talked about in the beginning. Um, we're really strong believers in this, this technology that we've built. Um, some people like to refer to us as LinkedIn for high school students because we actually match students very close-knit um, on these different factors. And, and then after that, they're able to book meetings with that matched mentor. And what are the typical conversations here, right? Like, I mean, I'm a teacher. I want to get my students ready. I might not know what questions to have them ask a mentor or ask somebody. Uh, what are some of these conversations like? What are the topics that my students should be ready to, to, to discuss? Yeah. So it's this is another reason why we really are big fans of the near peer model. When Leah and I were going through this process, we both had counselors in our high school and um, we both talk about this a lot. They were awesome. Um, 
but it's intimidating sometimes when you're 16, maybe even 14, 18 to go to an older adult and say, you know what, I actually don't really want to apply to this college or I, I don't know how to tell them this, but I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't know how to write this essay or I have this story I really want to tell, but I'm worried about sharing it with the school administration or, you know, in the essay. So students feel really comfortable with our mentors because they're young and they're relatable. Um, and so how we train our mentors is every single mentor goes through this training process with us, this full curriculum that we've built so that they are fully aware of all the circumstances students may be coming from. They're fully aware of all the new updates in the college application process. They're trained on every single facet of the application. Um, and so when students end up actually meeting with them, a lot of times the mentor drives the conversation um, through our curriculum, as well as making them comfortable. We like to say in that first meeting, they really try and just get to know the student and become friends with them. Um, the friendship piece is very big for us. Now, you scared me a, a few minutes ago when you had mentioned, you know, freshmen needing to use your service. Um, you know, as a as somebody who's currently, you know, in, in that middle school area and as somebody who's, you know, I've got 10 year olds. When should we be thinking about this? I mean, obviously, you know, you've got a service where if I'm interested in a specific college, I can reach out to you. You can get me hooked up with that college, possibly. Um, when we're living in a world where high schools and middle schools now have pathways, should we be thinking about college as we're choosing middle school and high school pathways like in your opinion here how early is too early to start having these conversations yeah so it's funny i actually read an article um a few weeks ago it, it's it's kind of going viral now um there is an organization where they're they are charging families in new york state about a million dollars per student um, and they start college prep and pre-k and they go pre-k all the way to 12th grade um i think that it's a little early Never. obviously <laughs> obviously um college is one of the biggest financial decisions a parent makes for a child. Um, and then that's a family decision to go to college. And so it's stressful. And a lot of families like to talk about that early. I think talking about college and exploring options and career paths is very important throughout a child's lifetime um, within the education system. When it comes to actually starting to prepare academically um, and, and through extracurriculars for college, really the important part kind of starts in like seventh eighth grade and where that kind of comes in is in the class schedule the class schedule is a very important part of the admissions process when we talk to admissions um, officers across the country what they do is they actually compare the student's transcript to the to the middle school and high school profile school profile and they'll kind of weigh the students success in courses against other students at those that same school. So you're kind of competing with your direct classmates. And so um, seventh and eighth grade, you have certain schools have decisions where students can take advanced math, for instance, or take a college level language class. 
um, those decisions will help a student further on down the road. So in seventh and eighth grade, a lot of it is more the class schedule. And then when you get to ninth grade, that class schedule discussion continues. But ninth grade is where activities start becoming very important. What are you doing outside of school? What clubs are you a part of? Um, things of that nature, because at the end of your 12th, at the end of your high school career, when you're applying to college, they will look at all the activities that you've done from ninth to 12th grade. Um, so discussions starting then make sense. Um, really diving in and spending a lot of time on college prep starts really happening junior year. 10th grade, we we do like to meet with students to kind of go over that course schedule, course schedule extracurriculars and start um, planning for SAT, ACT. But then the bulk of, you know, really starting to plan for college starts in junior year. You know, I was talking to somebody today from an online college, and we just had this conversation about, you know, are K-12 school districts preparing students enough for college? Mm -hmm. Meaning, are they getting them ready for portfolios? Are they getting them ready for resumes? Are they getting them ready for interviews? Beyond the, you know, reading, writing, math, STEM, you know, are, right. are we preparing our students for those, you know, again, the, like inner college interviews and stuff like yeah. that? Uh, what do you have a take on that do you, uh, for anybody? Like, do you guys have a theory for that? Are schools preparing enough of the right things so that way somebody can get into a, a you know a top school, uh, an interview, a resume, things like that? What, what's your take on that kind of kind of idea? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's really prevalent, like the more education news that Sophie and I read, the more you just recognize how big the gaps are between different schools. So I think that's a really difficult question to answer on the whole. There's such variation state to state, county to county, district to district, and even school to school within a district. Um, so some schools are focusing on things like that. I just read a piece the other day about schools that are actually focusing on starting portfolio projects freshman year that carry all the way through senior year and that they're seeing really amazing outcomes when those kids are applying to college because they're prepared to create that kind of summary of their work um, and they have experience doing it. But that being said, there's plenty of districts and schools that haven't yet adopted models like that. And like you mentioned before, schools are working overtime just to hit the milestones in English, in math, especially since the pandemic, and especially for some of those lower income districts, that's the priority. So thinking about how to write a resume is not even on the radar because they just need to make sure that the students are prepared to take that entry level math when they get to college. Um, so I think it's difficult and it's, it's complicated. It's probably not the clear answer that that you would want to hear. Um, but that's kind of my my take on it. Well, I was wondering if you have any feedback from the people you've worked with that said, I wish I knew this. I wish I was prepared for that. Is there any anything in there that you might be able to shine a light on? Yeah, the biggest thing that we continually hear is time. So a lot of these students just want time with someone, someone to talk to. Um, and the counselors are there. But the problem is, you know, 20% of US high schools across the country don't have any guidance counselor because of budget restrictions. And then the rest, it's like three counselors to thousands of students, 400 to one is the average ratio. 
Um, and so when you really do the math, they get about 10 minutes a year. So that's 40 minutes over their high school. Um, and within those 10 minutes, you're supposed to figure out everything about your whole life. <laughs> um, and so it makes sense that these students are stressed out and it's not the fault of the college counselors. We talk to them as well and they're stressed as they're stressed too. They want to be able to spend more time with their students, but within the school day, there's only so much time. And when you think about a 17 year old saying, okay, I have 10 minutes during my lunch break, maybe I can go run into the college counselor's office. A lot of them are like, no, I want my lunch. So, um, you know, we, we see a lot of that happening with our students and that's where they really appreciate where we come in and kind of supplement that. Talking today to Sophie Smith and Leah Guzman all about their amazing adventure here, the College Contact. You can find out information over at yourcollegecontact.com. Uh, Sophie, I, I, you know, we're sitting here talking about contacts and finding out the right answers for your future. I, I want to jump back a few weeks to when we first met at FETC. We were at the startup area, other entrepreneurs all around. You had an opportunity to kind of meet educators and ask them uh, questions, pick their brains. I'm curious, what did you learn from that experience? What did you walk out of FETC with? Yeah, so Leah and I, we're 23 and we just graduated college. So, you know, we've been students more than we've been professionals, right? We, we just got out of college. So it was very interesting sitting in that room with entrepreneurs that have been out of college for longer than we have, have been in the professional world longer than we have. Um, and listening to everyone talk about, you know, the student experience, having been just a student myself, um, it was very fascinating to hear what everyone's take on different things were. I think the biggest takeaways for, for us is that we're trying to move into school districts now. We have a pilot program in California but we traditionally and historically, because this is all we knew when we were in college, we're working with families and individuals one on one. Um, so now that we're working with school districts and trying to have more of a broader reach with our product, it's been fantastic to meet with people like you and other district leaders, um, educators, people that are on the grounds to hear their take um, on what's happening in the classroom, as well as things like policies that we need to abide by, um, different how every state has different rules for vendors um, and procurement. So it's been very interesting to learn that side of things and take that back to Leah and the team and <laughs> discuss it and figure out a strategy to move forward. What was one thing that maybe you learned that you're just like, I, I never thought about that. I never considered it. That was, I'm so glad that I heard that little bit. Yeah, I think the one thing that we knew a little bit about but didn't know how big it was, was the RFP process. So before we started this whole process, we didn't even know what RFP meant. Um, and then coming back, I actually spent a few days and drafted up, I think it was like an 80-page RFP. And we decided, why don't we just submit one? You know, we don't really have referrals yet in that sense, but we ended up submitting this massive RFP um, to Austin Independent School District. Still waiting to hear back, but we learned about the FOIA process, 
which was really, I learned about the FOIA process at FETC, which was really interesting to learn about. Um, and so now knowing that it makes sense for us to go after those opportunities, just even to learn and get feedback from, from districts. So when we're looking at the future here, right, we're recording this in, in, in March, basically, what does the future look like? Where do you see your company in the next 12 months? Yeah, so we're expanding every day. Our mentor network is really big for us. Um, like I said, we have 120 undergraduate students across the country. We're trying to onboard more schools and students. Honestly, it's pretty easy to do that because the students across the country are so excited to help. The, the response there has been overwhelming. We've gotten like thousands and thousands of applications from college students that want to give back. And when we interview them, their response is always, I had to jump on this because I just went through this and this was so stressful and I don't want anyone else to have to go through this. So expanding the mentor network and our reach there so that we can have tighter knit matches is very important for us. We're also really excited. We're launching version two of our product. So the site you might see this month is going to be totally redone and mm. new with a new product being launched um, hopefully end of May. Um, so that's been really exciting. We're building this whole new tech product. It's going to have all these new features. Um, so that will be launching. And then the, the other thing that we're really focused on is just building our network, attending conferences, and continuing to learn from educators and district leaders. So one thing that I really have been trying to push this year is getting introductions to district leaders, speaking on panels, taking opportunities like this so that we can continue to learn. Um, we are interested in doing pilots with school districts, but even more than that, we just need information. <laughs> we want answers to questions and feedback from educators and feedback from students so that we can continue to iterate. And that's always extremely valuable for Leah and I. Well, I certainly think you're doing the right thing by going out to these conferences and asking questions. I mean, we, this is that season where things are starting to ramp up. ISTE's right ahead of us. we got EdTech mm -hmm. Week uh, happening out in October. Lots of great things happening across the country. But the big question here, Leah and Sophie, is if somebody has a question, if they want to learn something, if they're a parent that wants to get help for their students, if they're a student that wants to get help for themselves, how can they reach out to you and say, hey, I heard about you on TeacherCast. Yeah, I would say shoot me an email. Um, my email is Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E, at yourcollegecontact.com. And we know that, that um, that's kind of a long email. So <laughs> if that's too long, you can also email info at yourcollegecontact.com. And we're always happy to help. Um, you know, we, we do this all day long. We're always up talking to students and parents. So any way that we can help, even if you just have a question about the application process, happy to help there. Um, Leah, I don't know if you have anything to add there. Nope, that's great. Well, I want to say, first of all, congratulations on all the success, right? I mean, I, I, I've been building teacher cast out now for 13 years I, i've been there i know where you are i've had the opportunity to sit there in, the, in those entrepreneur meetings and see where everything is i totally give you all the respect and props in the world and please do me a favor 
don't let anybody stop you on this. Right? You have a dream. You've got a vision. Keep that going. I know you've got a great team around you of, of help, support, advisors, financials, all of that great stuff. So first of all, congratulations on all the big success. And do me a favor. Let's make a date in the next six months. Come back on right before the school year starts. Would love to get an update on how, you're, on how uh, everybody's doing. We would love that. Um, hopefully the product launch goes well and the, the students respond well to it. Um, so we'd be happy to do that. We're so appreciative to you, Jeff. Um, meeting you at FETC was awesome and really appreciate this opportunity. This is really exciting for us as young entrepreneurs. And if we can inspire even one student today or parent that might be listening or even district leader, um, that's a win. If you're an administrator looking to bring in a great program to help out your students and to support your guidance program, head on over to yourcollegecontact.com. Check it out. I highly recommend this for parents who have students that are in those middle school, high school areas. I, I know I'm looking forward to seeing this program mature by the time the triplets get up to that area. Maybe <laughs> do some business at that point too but oh, seriously yeah. there's a lot of great things happening over at yourcollegecontact.com check them out um please when you do let them know that teacher cast sent you i would love to have you guys reference this show and re reference what we've been talking about today highly recommend it great products sophie leah thank you so much for being on the show today thanks, thank you Jeff. thanks for having us you're the best <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of Digital Learning Today. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to head on over to teachercast.net for all of your great podcasts. We also have our Ask the Tech Code show. And of course, our Jeff Bradbury show is really picking up steam and having some amazing guests booked for the next few weeks as well. So check out all the great stuff over at teachercast.net. And that wraps up this show. On behalf of Leah, Sophie, and everybody here on TeacherCast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.